Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today. This is the Spicy Pecan Podcast. Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could. Welcome to another episode of the Spicy Pecan Podcast being hosted by me, none other, Nina, the spiciest pecan. Listen, speaking of spicy pecans, I am so excited about today's show. I am interviewing Vita Neil Rosigi. She is almost a lifelong resident of Camden, New Jersey, but a very fierce advocate of the city and has been for some years. She has worked on campaigns that have to do with education, economic development, urban development. Um, She's worked on issues that affect our senior population in Camden, just has almost touched everything. Um, She knows nearly everybody, and that's one of the reasons I I haven't had an opportunity to have her on the show. She is literally every day working in the community, solving issues for people, uh, primarily within education. And we're going to talk about, you know, her future plans to continue her advocacy work. But again, I just, I am just so, so honored and grateful to have her on the show. Before we jump into the interview, make sure if this is the first time you're checking out the show, welcome. Make sure you like and subscribe so that you can be notified of when the show is released. And if you're listening to me on the pod directories, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, leave me a review and share the show with someone that you think would like it. So listen, guys, I'm super excited. Without further ado, let's jump right into the interview. Vida, thank you so, so much for being on the show. You know, this has been a long time in the making because I've been trying to get you on the show for a minute. So I appreciate it so much. This is like such an honor. I'm sorry. You know, um, I don't know how we just keep, you know, not connected, you know, because I really love me some Nina. (laughs) I'm always in the field doing something, trying to do something in the community. You know, I'm retired. I think God put me on this journey, this mission. And um, once you find out who you are, we all have a purpose. And once you find out who you are and what your purpose is, life is no good if you don't fulfill it. Absolutely, absolutely. And just for anyone who isn't aware, you, you're you from the city, um, lifelong resident, correct? You graduated? Well, I moved here at the age of 12 and a half. Oh, okay. Uh, I came from a broken home in Pensacola. My parents uh, divorced, and my mother's family was here, so she felt comfortable coming home to Camden, where her family is. So that's how I got here. I wasn't ready for what I what I fell into. <laughs> I bet. And so you graduated from Camden High. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Okay. Class eighty. Listen, you got to tell us, because now, you know, obviously the old building has been um, demolished. They have built a a new building. But just can you tell me a little bit about what it was like to go to Camden High in the 80s, the 70s? Mm. Well, you graduated in in 80, right? Yeah, class of 80. Yeah. So 70s. Okay. Yeah, I, I went to Camden High in 76. I graduated from MVMS, which was Morgan Village Middle School. That's what we called it back then. Uh, to go to Camden High, it was like, Camden High, was a, we was a family. 
we was referred to it as the Camden High School family under the direction of Loretta Twine Cream, who was a former freeholder and also uh, the principal of Camden High School. We learned about our culture. We learned about life. You know, we had financial literacy. We had CTE programs, which is like drafting, sewing. You know, we, we had things that you could carry on in life, things that you need, you know, structure, you know, respect, manners. You know, and um, everyone in that school loved you. Teachers. Uh, Don't hurt nobody out there now. I know how you are. So, under, you know, Camden High was like, out of all the schools in the nation, Camden High was up there. You know, sports, uh, academics, you know, uh, we had famous people. So many famous people graduated from Camden High School. You know, the guy, yep. Buford, he, he went up on an astronaut on uh, Orbit 80. And that was a spaceship. And uh, Camden High actually sent ants up in outer space, the Camden High School students. Wow. Orbit 80 was a pro Yes. Guy Buford was one of the uh, astronauts that went up in there. He lived in Camden at one time. Uh, we had Lola Falana. She was like a, a dancer, uh, actress. Uh, so many famous people came out of Camden. Good things you know, came I, from Camden. I do always say that no matter where I've ever visited or been, I find I feel like the funniest people, the most creative people, um, some of the smartest people I've ever met have come literally from Camden. And that's why I'm yes. so proud to be from the city as well, because yes. I, I, I know that deep history because people have taught me that history. Unfortunately, you know, I came a little longer, so I didn't get to see a lot of the heyday that you did. Because um, mm -hmm. by the time I came along, it was already after some things had just been ravished already. Um, yes. So it's yes. always good to kind of hear that because I know like during that debate of whether the school should stay or whether the school should go. What did you personally feel about that in the debate of Camden High being either demolished or restored? Well, you know, when I heard, actually heard about them wanting to take down the castle. Monique Ragsdale, who's another activist and my friend, she actually had called me up and asked me to, to attend a meeting. She sat on the board for uh, uh, Camden High School Alumni Association. So I, I went to the meeting where they discussed, you know, how they were going to strategize. And we found out that the school had never been made historical. So me and Monique actually went on like a three and a half year to four year quest trying to save the castle because we realized we realized the value of the castle, you know, and we know that in gentrification, the separation of communities, they have to take down everything that is a part of the people that are there and Absolutely. sign of them being there, especially the schools, you know, and that began the gentrification really of our school district with these Renaissance schools, which are corporate schools for profit. And, you know, we fought hard, you know, we fought hard. We had lawyers. I mean, Governor Christie, he played all kinds of tricks with the SDA. You know, they told us that the school was infested with chemicals and asbestos. And there was no friable substance found in the school at all. You know, wow. and if you remember Camden High, the first coming in the main entrance and the first floor was all marble. Mm -hmm. You know, and they told us they was going to demolish 
Well, demolition consists of two things, explosion or implosion. They didn't either because <laughs> they salvaged. Yeah, absolutely. Because and they salvaged the antiquities of that school out of our community. And it was a hurtful thing for me, somebody that understands that Oedipus was valuable and it was identified with the black and Latino community. Yeah. You know, regardless of where you I, want, if you mentioned that school, people understood what it was yes. about. I do remember having that argument with people where it seemed like there were people from the community that were almost like, I guess, glamored by yeah. the possibility of this new school, but not realizing that this game that they were playing with the school would never take place in a suburb. No, never. It would have been a never. historical building right away. And the thing never. that they don't realize is that exactly what you said it's a mentality when you're doing this gentrification you have to uproot cultural things yes. that give yes. people that sense of pride and camden high was a beautiful i mean yes it needed to be restored but a beautiful building with italian marble and things that had been flown in from other countries there yes. were i mean just yes. trophy, like all kinds of different yes. fixtures that were yes. a part of the building itself and had yes. the building been in another town, it would yes. never have been a question that they would have kept this building. I just yes. came back from Massachusetts and you have buildings and schools that have been there since the 1700s. Hundreds. So yes. that, yes. you know, the culture, the culture that usually moves in, they understand fully well the value of historical buildings. Oh, yes. Oh, and yes. what that means as a tie to the community and a sense of pride. To oh, wipe yes. that away is you know, is basically getting rid of that history to tell a different story moving forward that does not include those people, you know, of the past. The great thing about this is you were actually running for the school board. Oh, most definitely, yeah. And I am yeah. so excited about that. Tell us a little bit about why you want to run now. Well, you know, Nina, for the last nine years since I retired, I, I got involved in the school when uh, my great niece came to my house and she was soaking wet and started telling me about you know, how her school didn't have any air and how the other school had air. And I'm like, what other school? And here they, they had placed a, a Renaissance school in Bonzo School and renovated the third floor for the Renaissance School. And then the first and second floor was a public school that hadn't been painted in 20 years. You know, the kids are like, like they're living, you could actually walk in the school and it was like you were in the in 1972 or something, you know? And and upstairs wow. they got uh, you know, so you talk Brown versus the Board of Education, separate but equal. You know, they came into our school district and they fed dreams to parents that didn't know what, what was going on. Right. Basically, I've been speaking for nine years about things that hadn't happened yet. What have happened today? You spoke about charter schools before they started to really, really catch in Camden. Yes. And yes. like we were talking about this, it's basically the state saying, we don't want to be responsible for the education of your children. We want to outsource mm -hmm. this to a business. And yes. again, this just does not happen in other towns, whiter yes. towns. Yes, yes. And see, they used it. The CUSAC test as a means to judge a school district saying that we failed, but they're not telling the truth because it was like 64 other school districts that failed and they went into five black communities and did this and took them over. 
for more than 20, some almost Camden's almost like 27 years they've been here, you know? So anything that has happened in education, the state of New Jersey is responsible. It is responsible. And why legislation that may specifically for Camden City, no other city, which is the Urban Hope Act, which was allowed them to bring in corporate schools, which are Renaissance Charter in here. And the stories, I could tell stories, honey, that will flip your head around. You can't believe the things that are going on. And they, they told the state, the state said, well, in seven years, we'll come back and tell you if the kids are learning in the charter. Well, the seven years is up and they still don't know what their kids are learning. They're mystery schools, you know? Wow. And me being the overseer of my children's education, I've never allowed education to be a mystery, okay? Yeah. And the parents have the power, but don't recognize it. The things that are being done in the Camden Public School District is because the parents won't speak up and fight for their children. How has that been difficult for you to, uh, you know, get assistance and like, when you're trying to do these movements, how much, how much are people really understanding the cause? How much are people really showing up? Like, is that a challenge? Yeah, well, it is a challenge. You have to get boots on the ground. And when I say boots on the ground, I mean activists and people that understand education to come in and knock and talk to the parents, you know, because unfortunately you have to go door to door because if you have something, chances are they're just not going to come. They're not going to show up. I'm going to be honest with you, you know, and then they complain, you know, they call me. I don't have a problem assisting, but what I'm not going to do is be a parent to anyone else's children anymore. You know, I give them information. They can go back on my Facebook page and any problem that they're having, they can find a solution for that problem through my videos because I talk about various things and conditions that happen in our public schools, even in some of the charter schools, you know? But it wasn't always like that. I mean, there was a lot more activism in the city, but over time, powers that be break those things up. I mean, we know there isn't really, there aren't many viable organizations that will do activism in Camden that aren't tied to some Democratic Party or some outside like something that can be easily influenced. There's no Black Lives Matter here. There's no um, there's no real activist um, like groups. Well, at one point we had Black Lives Matter here. Yeah. And then they they just they got showed up ran one off. Day. Yeah, they just showed up one day and said we can't be in Camden no more, and they disappeared. Yeah. And, well, you remember you know, the Black Lives Matter, the whole street project. You saw how that happened. I, that was a good faith measure that a resident wanted to do. And then it was, they tried to co-opt it from the, I guess the mayor's office. And this was all reported on. Yeah. They tried to co-opt it and then just totally left her in the lurch. Mm-hmm. And then they, didn't they paint over it? Yes. Yeah. They attempted to take over it. And when they couldn't take over it, then they sent people from license and inspections out there to harass people. Uh, for fees that the mayor has said that he would waiver. Yeah. But it, it gets deeper than that, Nina. You know, like on uh, Black History Month, we were told that the flagpole was broke. Okay. Things of that nature. You know, the racism was real yeah. and alive and kicking when Frank Moran was in office. They used racism to divide us, you know. But the culture here in Camden is so vast when it comes to Black and Latinos. You know, we have intertwined 
there's not a black person in Camden that can't say they ain't got somebody that's Spanish and they been. Okay. Yeah. Or that's there's not many know. black people that at least don't know a little bit of Spanish. <laughs> Poquito Espanol, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Right. So that's how we do it. So the racism trick really didn't work, you know. But now they, they bring in people that are willing to say yes. You know, they're willing to say yes. Um, what they have going on in Camden right now with this gentrification, they use people that look like you and I. They call this as, you know, all your city council members. All your used to be freeholders, but now they're commissioners. And then on the state level, all of the fifth legislative districts. So you could go and as a community and say, we don't want this. And these people will still sit and vote. Yes. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's the people that keep electing these same people in column one. Democrats. In column one. In, in column, column one. one stop election. voting column one. Leave it alone. Stop they are not voting column one. I don't get it. I do not get it. Listen, column one is reserved for the people who typically don't even live in this city. Yes. That are either black or brown. Yes. That look like us and who mm -hmm. literally do nothing for us. Yes. Why nothing do you at think all. 27th Street still has the road that it does? We've been yes. hopping around on this damn road forever. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that we still have all these uh, bandos? After all of the, this talking, they're going to clean it up. They're going to do this. They're going to do the only thing they've done is sold the city to the highest bidder to these mm -hmm. corporations that are coming mm -hmm. in and mm -hmm. gotten rid of public education. That is what yeah. the city of Camden has done in the past like 20 years, 30, yes. 30 years. Yes. yes. And they allow people to run around our city and do drugs in broad daylight in front of our children, disrespect our community. You know, nobody does nothing. You know, they shoot up in parks, on street corners, you know, all over the city. It's, it's horrible, but yet and still, they're not arrested, you right. know, and I thought about that. So if the police say that they arrest them and the county jail keeps kicking them back, then somebody needs to write some laws, like city council. Do these people know the power that they have? They need to write laws. Any problem that we have in Camden should be addressed, but it's not being addressed. And it's so, it's crazy, because this is a small town. Yeah. This is a very small town. But what they focused on is traffic lights that create yes. more traffic in the city. Yes. And I feel like that's a ploy to rezone or redo or uh, redo like uh, rezone the city because there's no reason why you should have a brand new traffic light and more traffic than I have ever seen in my lifetime. I've been we, we I've been in and out of Kramer Hill for all my life. And right on River Road, they just changed the traffic lights and all of that. Now, every single morning, the almost like half of River Road down to St. Anthony's Church is backed up. And I've never seen that ever, ever, ever in my life. Let me go even deeper to that. We're having fires. And where they have strategic, oh, excuse mm -hmm. me, where the fires are at, I didn't think you was gonna it creates lots. And these lots, is blight and right. they use that to rezone the area and they so make them opportunity no longer... zones they make them yes. opportunity zones that we don't even qualify for right right so let me tell you something 
If you build one school, your taxes is going up at least 10 to 15%. Now, I ask everybody this question, and nobody can answer the question for me. How many high schools do we have in Camden? At one time, Camden High and Woodrow Wilson was the only high schools we had. Each one of them had a capacity of $14.99 maximum, okay? All right. All right. We about to get our 13th high school built down here. Ferry stations to speed line. A charter school. We have Camden High, Woodrow Wilson, uh, Brim Medical Arts, Creative mm -hmm. Arts, Big Picture Learning, right? Then they turned uh, Pine Point into a high school, a mastery high school. And then you got the, uh, you have the, uh, Leap has four high schools in their academy. And then you have the charter school high school right out here off of River Road. I'm messing with uh, on Common. And now we're about to get one down here at Ferry Avenue. I think that's, yeah, it's going to be on Common down there on Ferry Avenue. So Camden is about to be Ed's and Meds. That's educational facilities along with hospital facilities. And they're going to be busting their residents in here every morning to go to these schools they're building. Because why would we need a city that? Two high schools were sufficient enough. And I'm talking about you had about 85,000 people living in Camden at that time. All right. Now, how are you going to have all these high schools? Where, does, where are the students coming from? Wow. See, so Camden is going to be a county hub. The people in Pennsylvania, Collinswood, Woodland, and Merchantville need to be worrying about what's going on in Natown because they kids about to come to Camden. That's the master plan. And the master plan is to take all these residential homes down because Biden knows when you're doing construction, you got to change the piping in the street. Now, y'all look, PSCNG is putting new, new electrical poles all around everywhere. Yep. And you got the line going straight down the street for the new plumbing. Okay. You better know that where yep. they're putting that out, the houses have to go. Yep. So now I've noticed that from Kane Avenue, the gentrification is going from Kane Avenue all the way to City Hall. Mm -hmm. So anything in that path, they're all little Eighth Street, Seventh Street, Sixth Street, Ninth Street, all of them got they gotta go. The gentrification is coming through there. I'm talking about Sixth and Ferry, all yeah. down there, honey. I mean, listen, apartments at the Vicar are going for like fourteen. The Victor for like fourteen hundred dollars for a one bedroom or studio, something like that. Mm -hmm. It was something ridiculous. And it's literally, it's three minutes away from me. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yes. The taxes, the, the taxes are going to go at least, I would say, 100% around. Well, that's They're the whole, that's, that's a part of the game, though. Because first of all, I think it should have been totally illegal for them to raise taxes during a pandemic. That is criminal predatory to me. I don't yes. understand how they were even able to do that. And they're not doing it in the more the, the richer districts. They don't no, pull not. this stuff in Woodbury. They don't no. pull this stuff in Westville. I, I've no. lived there. They would no. never. So no. it, it's just, it's like, it's mind blowing. It's the game. It's the total game just to get people out and slowly just crush them. Yes. And see, when you play around with God's most precious cargo, which are the children, you know, they send the children back to school, but yet City Hall ain't open. 
If you watch, the only Ooh. offices that are open in City Hall is offices that take in revenue. Okay? I didn't even think I'm talking of about that. vital statistics, the tax office, okay? The finance office, all right? They've never closed through the whole pandemic. But you try to go up in there. See, so it's all about taking in money. And now they got a new housing plan going on. So if you are in agreement with the city and they, you got 10 days to pay your bill, they foreclose. You ever heard tell such craziness? This is the things that they, down the Six of Ferry, they were, the guy wrote a whole post. He said they were fining the black people for not having their porches uh, painted. Anything they can do to run us out. Yeah, I know. I have, I, I have heard from people, you know, throughout um, that. Yeah, they do very shady tactics. And if you're even a little bit, if you look like you're, they're going to keep coming after you. They're yep. going to keep coming after you. All of a sudden, oh, that garage wasn't in the survey for your plot when, you know, yes. the taxes were. It's, it's like weird, weird stuff. Yes. Um, so let me ask you, first of all, what can we be doing to support your campaign? Well, I'm going to be having events around the city in different locations, just like they do. Just like they do. I'm going to have events. Um... Come out, pass out flyers. I mean, be a part of the movement because yes. this is just not me running. This is just a movement for public education to save our public schools for our children. I believe that every child has a right to a decent education. Absolutely. And, you know, the stories and the things that I have witnessed that are happening to these children. You know, when this all started, the gentrification, they put in a lady by the name of Jill Trainer. And when it came to special needs, our kids was judged on a set, on a 10 point scale. Well, the first step in the door, this lady lowered it to a seven point scale. So right then and there, 30% of our children, they took away their IEPs and special aid. The IEPs, which is an independent learning plan, is definitely under siege. The parents have to make sure that their children's IEPs are being followed. Wow. Yes, um, that's where the money is. That's what the corporations, the corporate schools want, the children, and they don't service the IEPs. They just act like they do. So there's a lot of acting going on right now with education in Camden, you know? And yet and still, you got Cherry Hill, Collinswood, that are teaching their children black history. The Amistad law been on the books for 20 years that say children of color must learn their history. And yet, still, the city of Camden does not teach our kids nothing about where they came from and who they are. And we have to watch out who writes that curriculum for the Amazon. Because right. if you want your story told, you want it told right. You don't want it dummy down. You don't want it dummy down or watered down. We want the truth to be told. Yeah. So I believe that, you know, me getting on the school board, I look at all that I've been doing, me and Monique, for the last me almost nine years and it's like a cancer you know sometimes if you help people do too much too much you cripple them and they become dependent on you and i don't want people to be dependent on me i want to teach you how to fight for your child that's right and me being on that school board i can make sure the money goes where it's supposed to go and the services are rendered to who they're supposed to go to 
Right. This is not about voting and becoming lax. This is about voting and becoming activated. This is about becoming a part of the movement. Uh, there are a lot of parents that know that the education system in Camden is not where it needs to be. You mm -hmm. know that your kids are not getting the attention that they deserve. And it doesn't make any sense to me in a city that is wrapped in the biggest corporations this country has to offer. Mm -hmm. And I just don't understand how that's happening in a city where you walk just a couple blocks up and you could be at the 76ers training camp. But then you mm -hmm. walk uh, several blocks over and you could be at a school that don't have no AC. Yeah. That does not make yeah. any sense to me. Yeah. Or the kids are being fed uh, jailhouse food. Yes. Yes. Literally that's another jailhouse thing. I've food. seen the pictures of the food. I've seen pictures yes. of the books. Yes. Where the books are falling apart. <laughs> well, let's talk about the new camp. The high school doesn't even have a library. <laughs> How much learning goes on in an institution without a reference? You have to reference everything. You need a library. They don't have a library in that school. I guess the thing is everything is digital. I haven't went on a tour yet, but when I do go on a tour, I got the specs of what they said was going to be in the school. All the labs and all that. And I want to make sure that everything they promised is in the school. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, the New Jersey Spotlight News did an article about the trouble construction um, that the SDA has been, uh, like, uh, I guess, accused of, that they abuse funds. And they've been in charge of constructing these schools, but apparently there's been a misappropriation in how they're doing it. So um, there's always, listen, if you look up New Jersey, or uh, I'm sorry, Camden School, New Jersey scandal, or any of those words, scandal, Camden schools <laughs> in New Jersey, you will come with a full list of mayors, people on the school board, people in, the, in city hall, people in all, everywhere. Yes. Camden specifically, but New Jersey, is known for corruption and this stuff goes on and on and on so yes it's hard to get residents out sometimes because they have lit we've been railroaded for so many years and not had ha not have had political power for so long that it's almost like what can we do what can we do because it always feels like if you make a step the powers that be squash you you know but well, that's why it's important to, you know, um, vote because that they can't you can't do anything about the voting. Voting is voting. And unfortunately, even though Republicans want us to believe so, our voting is secure in this in this country. Well, you there know, your secure. vote is your voice. And I want everybody to know, regardless of what crimes you have committed or uh, whether you're on probation, parole or just got out of jail for murder, you can vote in the state of New Jersey. Yes. OK. So you fill out a voter registration form and make a commitment to Vita. I'm candidate number five, and my name is Vita Neal Roshi G on the ballot. I'm the last candidate out of five. Vote candidate number five to keep public education alive. Listen, I don't yes. know about y'all, but I'm riding with five. Thank All you. All day, baby. Thank you. Riding with Thank five. You. Riding now, with listen, five. Before you, um, I know you got other things going on, but before you um, go, I did want to kind of get into COVID a little bit with you. I know mm -hmm. you you bumped up against it, and I just wanted to, um, you know, you are a trusted member of the community. So I just wanted to see, uh, first of all, how are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm 
somewhat all right. I still have um, effects from having COVID-19. And one of the effects is that I can't smell or taste anything. And I haven't for like the last six months. And it's, it's really hard to deal with. Like you smell this odor that smells like, to me, it's like dead bodies. Like, Ooh. and I smell the odor everywhere because you got to think food products are in everything. Like I can lay down on my bed after doing my laundry and it, it smells horrible. Like I can't sleep. Like, you know, everything like body wash, perfume, um, everything. It just, it's, 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 I can't describe what this odor is. And it's like, oh, I've been going through it psychologically. Thank God I'm the strong woman. I mean, I, I can imagine that some other people are probably would lose their mind, you know, but um, I've been dealing with it and I'm, I'm going to take the shot. I had made a decision. I didn't want to take the shot. You know, yeah. Tell uh, me about what you were thinking. Like, what was the the back and forth in your mind to to make that decision? Well, the back and forth in my mind is like they've never bought anything to black folks that was <laughs> that was good for us. You know, yeah. as far as medical, they have we have been lab rats in this country for years. So, me myself and I, I've had some some uh, some bad experiences at one of these hospitals in Camden. I'm going to keep it nameless, but I don't trust you know, a lot of people in medical profession here in Camden. And um, not only that, I just, I, it was just, it wasn't something that I wanted to do, you know, because I was hearing different stories about it, but I'm just wondering if me taking the shot will help me regain my senses back that I've lost because I don't want to go through the rest of life. And I've done research. You yourself gave me a Facebook page that I've been on, you know, people who had, uh, you know, reactions from COVID. And, you know, they're, they're saying the same thing that I'm saying about that smell. Yeah. You know, and and the side effects from COVID is like horrible. Yeah. You know, they're not telling us everything. And in your case in particular, you have had COVID or you had COVID a while ago, but you still have some of the effects now. When did you actually, when do you feel like you got it? Oh, I got it in November of 2019. You got it in November 2019. Okay. Yeah, I went to New Orleans. Uh, uh, me, Monique, and our children took a little family trip, and we all came back sick as dogs. We didn't know what the heck it was. Yeah. They weren't talking about it like that then, you know? And then by January, you know, people just started, you know, talking about what was going on in China, but it was already here. Yeah. They just didn't tell us. Now, did you get tested? I've been tested several times. Okay. I've been tested like about five times. You know? How, how that initial sickness, how long were you sick for? Uh, about five weeks. Oof. Okay. So it took, a, it was, it was a hard on you. Oh yeah. Most and definitely. that was the first strand. Yeah. Okay. And I attribute, I attribute that to me having a strong doctor that was, she wasn't even a doctor. She was a nurse practitioner to be honest with you. Okay. And, Which is even better know, in my and, case. Yeah, and using home yeah. remedies that my, my mom taught me, you know? Because people were like, how are you breathing? Because I couldn't take two steps without being able to breathe. I was, I was eating Vicks Vapor Rub. Like, my mom used to, you know, break up the stuff inside of you. And I was putting that in tea, drinking it. You know, along with the antibiotics that my medical professional uh, sent me in the cough yeah. stuff, I was able to get up out that bed, you know? Yeah, but you the side effect on that scissor... Man, I was on that <laughs> scissors, you know, 
And you know, you're, you're sleeping around the clock, you're off and on, you're off and on. You have to isolate yourself from your family. I actually had a sign on my door that says, you know, due to COVID-19, I don't know you coming, keep going. Yeah. You know? Now, do you, um, other than the smell and taste, do you feel like you're having any other effects that may have been from COVID? Like, do you feel yeah. like, yeah? Yeah. And uh, so if anybody doesn't know, this is called, uh, when you have, when you've had COVID and you experience symptoms for a long period of time, it's called COVID long hauler. And mm -hmm. if you are looking for more information or support, there are Facebook groups that, I mean, that's the best because you're going to get it directly from people who are experiencing right. it. Right. Um, okay. All right. So next step is vaccine. We ready? Yeah. yeah. All right. I got mine. You'll be good, you know, and um, I, yeah, I think that that'll, I think that'll be good, especially with these different strands and things like that. But I know for you, it was a struggle getting there. You know, you really were going back and forth about taking it. You're testing negative these days. Right. You've been testing negative. Yeah. So, yes. and that is what it is. Like these people, they still have the symptoms, but they're not testing positive for COVID anymore. Right. Um. So, all right. Cool. And you yeah. still can get it again. If you I did want to. I did want to ask you that just because I know that you know people do respect your word. I know that you did, uh, you know, kind of go back and forth. So I just wanted to get your input of that. So I appreciate you sharing with us. Um, yeah. As far as that. Cool. Yeah. So listen, tell everybody where they can follow your campaign. It's uh, um, you're doing Facebook. Yeah, they can follow me on Facebook. I didn't create a campaign page because, you know, by the time I get. It, 500 followers, the campaign will be over. I'm like, yeah. I'm my page. I'm a exactly. blogger. Vita Neal on Facebook. Uh, my name on the ballot is Vita Neal Roshi G. I am definitely on the ballot for this November, the fourth candidate number five for Camden Public City Schools. That's right. I'm about public education, traditional public education. Because believe it or not, some of our parents don't even know that their kids are in charter school. You know, oh, my kid goes to such and such. Well, that's the charter school. They ain't public. You yeah. know, they, we have to educate and inform. And this is what I'm going to do. Educate and inform our parents what kind of types of school their children are going to and the conditions of that school. And if you're a parent, take time out. If you got a day off from work, go into school. See what your child is doing. Request to go to your child's classroom because nobody can deny you that right except for a charter renaissance school. A renaissance charter school have cops at the door and they will not let you in. So wow. that, that alone should tell you that's not about education. Right. The cops are not there for the kids, even at the elementary school. The cops are there for the parents. Wow. Well, Miss Vita, I so appreciate you being on the show. I know how busy you are. So thank you so much for taking the time. You know, I just respect you so much being a community leader for so long out here, really, really doing things like there's not many um, pictures that have been taken in the courier post or this or that, that you're not somewhere in. If you notice, like so many of these pictures and articles, you see Miss Vita right on her scooter or right in the background or somewhere in there. Like she's everywhere. Yeah. So make sure you ride with five the upcoming election. Miss Vita, thank you so much. Thank you, Nina. I love you. Keep doing what you're doing. We need more millennials like you. You're involved, you're informed, and you're my little sister. <laughs>
Peace out. Power to my people. You know Peace. I love you, girl. Love you, too. Thank you for listening to Spicy Pecan Podcast. This is a Wonderful Me Media production. Ah.